to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey, coffee lovers, my roast has finally arrived. Make your mornings better by visiting pbandjoey.com and grabbing a bag of my personal morning roast. That's pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way Lumberg can't see me. <laughs> and uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Tell but, uh, space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Uh, Peter, would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about TPS reports. Uh, the thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Don't, don't care? It's a problem of motivation, all right? Now, if I work my ass off and Initech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? Now, here's something else, Bob. I have eight different bosses right now. I beg your pardon? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. So that means that when I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's my only real motivation, is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Good evening. Jay here at PositiveSarcasm.com. A book here from the Spare Parts Studio Underground. T-minus 45-ish days and counting until Seacoast Bound. You can find me on all social media. You can find me on Parlor as soon as it's back online. Uh, if you guys have, uh, what do you call it, recommendations for other social media apps that are either up and coming, people haven't heard about, or is a different audience altogether, Please go ahead and send me an email or contact me through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Go to the contact page and just, you know, do the thing there. Or you can email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. I just want to see if there's other social media or other ways of communicating with a different audience, a new audience, or maybe one I don't reach on a, on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Just if you have suggestions, not that, I mean, I know there's the Snapchats, there's the the Facebook, there's the Instagrams, there's the Twitter. I, I know about the big ones. Talk to me about the little ones. Don't tell me about the rogue renegade ones, which people are being, you know, sequestered or whatever. I already know about Gab and Barler. I'm, I don't, I, I'm a, I have a username on Gab, uh, but I haven't logged on in like six years. I just happen to have one. Um, Parler, I'm still on there. I'm just waiting for them to come back online. So you can find me on there too when it comes back online. But in the meantime, uh, you can email me directly if you have, if you have recommendations for other social medias, 
that are up and coming or about to debut or been there for a while, but maybe I just, I don't know, my eyes aren't open to them, email me directly, please. Um, on today's Sunday Leftovers, so we're going to do some more, um, I got a list here. So if you've been following the podcast, which I'm hoping you did, got my little Stewie badge here. Um, we did, a, since the, the, the everybody kind of got stuck at home, or we're talking about financial consolidation. All right. And when I did, I, I did a work at home, like we have, like people canceling and trying to save money. So they build a workout gym at home, like they build a whole gym at home. So I went through a basically uh, every single thing that you could possibly want to work out with at home without having to spend 30 bucks a month at the gym. So I went through a whole list of all the things you could buy that are online that are relatively inexpensive. And then some of the other variables that may make it expensive and then how much over the course of your, a year would you be making back over a course of two years you'd be making back and then how much would you do you actually use where you could buy uh, what do you actually use at a gym what do you actually need in your home gym how much space would you need how much money it would require so we went over we went through that in a way to tr possibly in the long term save you money and in the short term because every like I said you're spending probably unless you're a planet fitness person you're probably spending between 30 and 50 bucks a month at your gym not to mention a lot of them have uh, yearly renewal fees as well. So we went through a whole list of things you could be spending your money on. Squat racks and weights and barbells and dumbbells and benches and leg machines and all this other stuff. And we came up with a, a relatively reasonable amount of equipment. So you could, you could, you could do all the things you want to do, but in the comfort of your garage, your basement, your spare room, your shed, whatever. So I'm back with another idea of that concept today. Only right now, obviously, this is one thing that everybody has, probably everybody, every administrative person has in their house right now. And it's one of these things. It is a boring old office computer that can barely make you a cup of coffee in the morning. I mean, it is bare bones as fuck. It is the homely girl with a decent looking face and a really flat ass. This is what this freaking computer is right here. It can do almost nothing except for connect to the server and do Google searches. And that's it. So it's, this is the one uh, that I'm working on right now that I just tightened up for a client. So most of these, and this is pretty much newish. Okay, within the last three to four years, most of these uh, i3s or i5s that are coming going into an office, being installed in an office, or actually coming out of an office. When you think about it, if you ever walked into an office, there's between 50 and 75 people per section of an office. So we're talking about 50 to 75 of these computers just sitting there doing almost nothing, basically destined for some type of wholesale sell-off every four years. That's what they do. They, there's a ton of these computers. They buy them in bulk. They get some type of corporate discount, you'd think, because they have to buy them brand new. They buy these things brand new with a certain package on them, and most of them either are server-based or they have the programs already installed. But either, either way, that's kind of going down the road. I want to keep this... I want to keep the dorkdom to a minimal so that I can get everybody on board with this thought topic. Okay, with this thought process, excuse me. All right, we good to go? Recording? All right, let's bang it out. So, whew, all right, one of the key things here is, and we'll save the laptops for the very last, but right now, obviously, a lot of these office environments, people have been told, you take your computer and go home. So everybody took their little, everybody took their little desktop and they brought it home. They hooked it up to their router, and now they're working from home with this stupid little thing. Well, in three to four, or even two to four years, this computer will be swapped out for something else, for whatever reason. Or it will be broken for some stupid reason, which is probably very fixable, and then you'll get another one just like it. But mainly, these computers, I, I can show you right here. This is one that's live right now, an HP ProDesk, an HP ProDesk 400G1. It's basically... A newer i3, an Intel uh, i3 processor. Some of them come with i5s um, with a decent amount of cores. So they have a good processing power attached to a basic bitch motherboard. Okay. Because once you change out a motherboard, then it's like, okay, now you've got a completely different computer. You got And there's all kinds of things that you're dealing. You're now dealing with variables that shit can go wrong. So 
basic bitch motherboard, standard processor that can do a decent amount of computing, but is hampered by a lot of issues. Now, this basic computer comes with an i3, like a late gen. So, like, when back in, like, 2011, 2012, the Intel i3 processor was introduced. It was a, rel it was a relatively decent processor that could do a lot of basic gaming, a lot of interneting, a lot of streaming. It was, it was good. Matter of fact, I still have one kicking around right now that's like third or fourth gen that runs beautifully. Um, the i3s nowadays are considered eighth, ninth, and tenth gen. Those are the ones that are out there right now. And they are relatively fast, but there are some problems with it. And it's not the motherboard per se. The motherboards are perfectly fine. The motherboard, if you guys don't know, know that is basically where all of the computing is done. That's where the, the CPU, the processor attaches to. It's where all the hard drives attach to, the graphics cards, the videos, the sound, everything. It's kind of the brains of the operation. So on top of that, you, have, you actually have a power supply. You have a basic power supply. So we'll go ahead and we'll grab... Let me go ahead and open up an extra tab in eBay, and then we'll go through this. I have to remember that I also have people listening to the podcast as well. Uh, you can find me on anywhere where podcasts are downloadable by, downloadable, by the way. You know where they are. So let's just do a power supply. Let me scroll down here. Now, power supplies for a lot of these basic bitch office computers um, run about 100 watts. 100 watts will pretty much do whatever you need to do, whether watch a little bit of Netflix, do a lot of interneting, and do basic office work, okay? Um, let's see. Well, now, I'll go ahead and price one out for you. So let's just do a 100-watt power supply and see what that goes for. So a 100-watt power supply will... Mm, that's a 400-watt. 1200 a 100-watt power supply. There's a bid out there right now for one for $10. So a $10 power supply is what is what powers all these office computers. Now, like I said, power supply, that's not a lot. It's not a lot at all. The idea of this is, okay, you're looking to buy a new computer or you're looking to get some type. Everybody has their own personal computer or should have their own personal computer because right now with the type of privacy issues that you have by everybody just sitting around and looking at your phones, your phones are looking at you at the same time. So it's a great idea to have an actual computer to kind of break away from just sitting there and staring at your phone. Because your phone, as uh, as global as it seems, as far as your options concerned, it's actually pretty limited. It's definitely, a smartphone will always be limited to what a computer can do. Always. Always. Because, a com because one thing with, that's great about a computer that a cell phone doesn't have is you can take shit out of a cell, you can take shit out of a computer and put in new shit. Whereas a cell phone, you can't, as with maybe the exception of an SD card. You always want to have that option to be able to break away from your phone, turn your phone off, do other things. That's another concept for another podcast. But let's stick with the idea here. We want to take this boring ass, basic bitch uh, office computer that people have at home because they're working remotely that's going to get put to, uh, on Newegg or on some basic seller, uh, bulk seller website like eBay, you're going to be able to buy these things for cheap. Perfect example right here. This is a basic computer that you can do most of your basic functions with right now the moment you plug it into whatever monitor and keyboard and mouse you have. And you can buy it for 90 bucks plus shipping and handling. Shipping's not crazy. It's about $30 for this one right here. It's in West Virginia. It can be here in one week. And then boom, you're ready to go. You're online, all that stuff. Um, now... Is this going to be a fast computer the way it is? No. No, it's not. Can there be a lot of upgrades? Yes. So let's just say you either already have one, and I have it split between the middle here, if you already have one or you're looking to purchase one. So what I did was I broke it down pretty simply. So you had this i3. We're not going to replace the processor. We're not going to replace the motherboard. We're not going to replace the CD-ROM unless you want a Blu-ray player in your computer. In that case, you can purchase one optionally. I did not add the extra pricing for a blu-ray but we can look it up if, if i remember to so we are keeping these things in order to save money now if you were thinking of buying like a budget gaming computer good luck because i know that a lot of them like hp has a bit uh, they call it a budget gaming pc they go for around four to five hundred dollars they're not they're not. Everything's integrated. The Intel Ultra HD or UHD integrated graphics card is a piece of shit. 
uh, and has no power whatsoever. And the power supply that's built into them is not up to par. Not up to par at all. At all. If you're buying a gaming PC is designed to be flexible. Take stuff out, put newer stuff in. That's the idea. Now we're working with an i3. An i3, there's an i3, an i5, an i7. Then there's like i9s, and then there's the Ryzen's, which is AMD. But an i3 and a Ryzen 3 are about, they're kind of on the same plane here. So what are the price points for all this? Well, what can we do to take this $90 computer and turn it into something that's going to work, that's going to do basically whatever you want it to do. Edit video or audio, play new release games, storm the Capitol building. Anything that you needed to do, it can do for you. So let's get started. Now, we're, like I said, we're keeping the processor. We're keep, we are keeping the motherboard. And it already comes with 4 gigs of RAM. 4 gigs of RAM will run Windows 10 or, or whatever OS you plan on using. Linux, Windows 7. But we will be removing Windows 10 at the end of this. And that will cost us an, uh, some money. The reason being is we're switching out the hard drive for a different hard drive. And we're going to be rolling it back to Windows 7. Which, in my opinion, is just as secure as Windows 10. Because Windows 10 is full of flaws. It uses more metadata. And it uses more resources. And it's made by Microsoft. So it absolutely is just as susceptible to hacking and all that other shit like Windows 7 is. You can, of course, change it to Linux, but we'll stick with Windows 7 since everybody knows the, the layout of Windows 7, and Windows 7 requires less resources than Windows 10. Now, what are we going to start by doing here? Well, obviously with one of these things, if you ever looked inside of it, it has, uh, it has a basic motherboard, it has a CPU, it has a power supply, and then it has a bunch of wires and cables running through it. And then on the motherboard, there are two slots. There are two slots um, on this motherboard that uh, there are two. Excuse me. There are two RAM slots that are on this motherboard, basically for just adding more RAM or changing out the bad ones. So on this thing, you'll probably get on an i3. You'll probably only get about eight. You can only max it out about eight gig of RAM, which will give you more power. Will definitely give you more capability, more flexibility in the programs that you run. But it'll still be relatively slow because there's a lot of things that we haven't changed yet. But it is a step. Now, luckily, an extra stick of RAM, in this case DDR4, it is it does make a difference. You can't buy you can't take DDR3 and DDR5 and stick it in DDR4. It literally physically does not fit. They move the the slot is like a quarter of an inch in the different direction. It just won't fit. So, but DDR4 for 4 gigs is only $15. So that upgrade right there number 1 is $15. Now we're going to add a graphics card. Because if we're going to make this thing try to edit video or audio, or we're going to try to make it uh, play newer games, then we're going to have to seriously consider changing the graphics card. Because right now, it's everything is running off of everything is running off of the motherboard, and you can see it. Every all the attachments, all the plugs in the back, that's all the motherboard. All those attachments, so everything, everything that the, that you rely on is running through that one thing, and it can't handle it. So we're going to change the graphics card out. We're going to put in, uh, we're going to, let me go ahead. So power supply, we'll get back to that in a minute. This is one that I found here. It's called a, it's, it's the big company that everybody's heard about is called NVIDIA. NVIDIA is a graphics card company that's gigantic. They're, and everybody use, and then the wannabes use their chipset and put them on their cards, which is good actually if you're looking to save money. So we'll do the one I just purchased for this computer, actually, that I just rebuilt for this gentleman. It's a Gigabyte uh, NVIDIA GT750. So let's just do NVIDIA Gigabyte 750 and see what we can find here. Okay. So here's one right here. This is one for uh, the one I purchased was $60, and that includes the shipping. Here's one right here. You can buy it right now for $62. So this one will do plenty of work for you. The one I had had two uh, two DVI exports, uh, two DVI ports, and two HDMI ports. So if you want to plug it into a giant ass flat screen, or you want to plug it into a nice monitor, you can do that. And you can plug it into dual monitors or dual TVs. It's completely up to you. So you can start with a sixty dollar graphics card. Now here's the problem with that right there. There is a problem when you upgrade one thing, you're automatically gonna have to upgrade another. Upgrade another. 
The problem with this is, is these graphics cards, when you upgrade them, they require a certain amount of power. And the power supply, as it states, as it states on the requirements in uh, right on right on top of the box, that you require a minimum of 400 watts to run this graphics card. And plus, the, the power supply has to run the graphics card and everything else is attached to it. The sound, the video, the processor, the fans, all that shit. So the 100 watt power supply that's built into this basic bitch computer is not going to be able to handle that. However, so for $60 here, we got our graphics card. So I went into the back of the spare parts studio back room and went and found I had two extra power supplies just lying around because I collect stuff like that because I'm a hoarder. But I had two or three that were standalones. One was 600 watts and one was 1,000 watts. So I went and I grabbed a 600-watt power supply. So let me go and get – I'm just going to look up power supply and see how much it's going to cost right off the bat. And all of them will work. So let's just do 600. 600 watt will take care of everything. So here we are. 650 to 700 watt gaming supply. Perfect. $54. Free shipping. 600 watt power supply will now run everything that you need to run on this computer. And it'll be gaming ready. So that's actually not bad. I put in here 600 watt power supply for about 50 bucks. Okay. So I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find one for $50. So there we go. How easy are these things to install? Surprisingly easy. How are they easy are they when it comes to turning on the computer and installing drivers? There's no drivers. It's just a power supply. All you do, there's four screws in the back of the computer. There's four screws in the back of the computer right where the power supply where you plug it in and you just unscrew them. And then you the power supply kind of goes limp. You pull on it. Now, inside the computer, there is a major plug attached to the motherboard. You pull that out, and then you unplug some of the SATA cords, and you just unplug everything. Just remember where they are. Then you take the power supply out. You put the new one in. Now, you may require, like, one adapter or two adapters for maybe, like, the CD disk drive or maybe one other thing, but that's it. And those are only a couple dollars on eBay or on other sites. They're dirt cheap. They We're talking, like, two or three dollars inside the United States dirt cheap because when I like to buy my parts or when I buy anything online I want it to be in the United States I do not buy directly from China I want at least an American wholesaler or a Mexican wholesaler or a South American wholesaler I want it to be in this fucking hemisphere makes it easier and you're going to get it faster especially if you're working for a client who wants thing things back in a recent decent amount of time so we have the power supply for $50. We have the graphics card for $60. We have the RAM for measly 15 bucks. Great. And it, they're all easily installable. I mean, really, it is easy. It's no reason to panic. All you do, all you have to do to open the freaking computer to begin with is unscrew one little bolt and the whole face slides right out and you can see the inside of the entire computer. That's it. It is super simple. You can do it yourself. You can YouTube the shit out of this. All right, what's next up on the list? All right, there's the one, the greatest thing to really make a computer just go faster is an SSD drive. If you really want to change, change the speed of how fast your operating system responds or program responds or calling up different files response time, it's a solid state drive. This computer and most of the office computers come with HD uh, standard hard drives. A standard hard drive is basically a disk that spins and it pulls data off the disk. With a solid state drive, it's like a jump drive that's built for the inside of the, your computer. They're much faster, much faster. There's a newer version of those called M2s, but basically we'll just stick with a solid state because they're really inexpensive. How inexpensive? For 250 gigabyte solid state drive, you're gonna spend $30. You'll spend $20 on 128, so 240 to 250 gigabyte hard drive, you'll spend 30 bucks, legit, on like a PNY or something in that range of brand. And they're relatively reliable. So you have, so now we are at a 250 gig SSD hard drive. Okay, great. Well, you gotta put an operating system in it. No problem. How are you gonna do that? Windows 7 Ultimate. 
So Windows 7 Ultimate, you can actually find the version of it online. And if you don't know how to install operating systems, okay, I'm sure somebody will help you out with that. There are plenty of people that can do that for you. It's relatively, it's actually not that difficult. You have to, you need, you require a program that turns a jump drive into a bootable disk. Uh, I believe Rufus. So you download, generally you download Rufus, you take the jump drive, you insert the jump drive, and then you run Rufus. Rufus will take a file, a little file that you download online, Windows 7 Ultimate. You can find it anywhere on the internet for free. You download Windows 7 Ultimate. So there's Windows 7 Home, there's Windows 7 Starter, Windows 7 32 or 64-bit. You generally, for most of these computers, you want Windows 7 Professional, Home, or Ultimate. Ultimate is basically just like the one, if you need anything, it has it. And it's 64-bit. So you basically put it on a jump drive and you'll install it into the new solid state drive. Now, Windows 7 is free. However, activating it costs money. How much money? Well, to find a license key, there are license keys out there that you can, you know, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> steal. But if you wanted to pay for it, like a gentleman, which I do for my clients, it's $15. You can find them for cheaper. Uh, I believe eBay used to do it a lot. You can find Windows license keys for, for relatively inexpensive. But this one for my client, solid $15, got it, great. So $15 for a license key, which means that your computer, your operating system is now legal with Microsoft. Completely activated, ready to go. So we have the power supply, which will run everything. You have the graphics card, which is 4K ready, which means you can see anything on YouTube for 4K. You can see, uh, you can run any of your streaming platforms. You can run OBS if you're streaming video games. You're playing video games because now you've got a decent graphics card. You can edit video with an inexpensive uh, edit video editing software like Cyberlink PowerDirector. Um, now, what else are we going to need? Well, if you happen to have a Windows keyboard and mouse, if you already happen to have a keyboard and mouse lying around anyways, which you probably do, then great. Then that's one thing you don't have to spend money on. But if you were looking to get one from, from scratch, buy a new one, you can go get a wireless keyboard and mouse, which is a great idea because they're smaller, they save space, and there's no cords. That's going to cost you 20 bucks for a Logitech wireless keyboard and mouse combo, which is perfect. So 20 bucks just for that. Now, if you don't happen to have a monitor for some reason, if you don't happen to have a monitor, then you want to purchase one. You can go ahead and get one for seventy dollars. Excuse me, seventy? Yeah, I rounded out. I looked for a relatively, I looked for a relatively inexpensive one, and it cost me about seventy bucks. You can easily spend hundred and fifty bucks for a a new monitor for your computer. You can go even nutter, uh, nuttier for and like get like a thirty-two inch curved monitor, but that'll cost you three hundred and fifty dollars. But if you just want to get a standard twenty-seven inch HD monitor. It'll cost you about 70, 80 bucks. That's not bad, actually. Or you can just plug this into any flat screen television that you have in the house, and there you go. Now you get a giant ass monitor. Because probably what you're going to be doing is going to require something that nice, anyways. But like I said, you have the options. Or you can plug, or you can have a nice monitor and your TV at the same time and run dualies. So that being said, we have now taken this little tiny i3 which I have tested on YouTube, and I'm going to be testing with like a video game or whatever. And this thing can almost run 8K on YouTube. But because it's an i3, it, it basically maxes out the amount of resources it's, uh, that's available to a processor that, that small, that junior. But as far as RAM, barely touches the amount of RAM that's needed. Now on, a comp now on an i3, generally not all the RAM is available to you. When you install 8 gigs of RAM in a computer like this, generally six, six and a half is usable. Now you go into system configuration and then you just click, you know, the amount of cores that are available on an i3, a newer i3, there's generally four cores available, use them all, because, uh, and the amount of RAM that's available, use it all. And then there you go. So 600 watt power supply costs you 50 bucks. A nice graphics card, 60 bucks. Additional RAM is 15. Nice SSD drive, which will really speed up your the, your computer, is 30. The Windows 7 key is 15. An extra keyboard and mouse, 20. 27-inch monitor, 70. So 
in this computer right here with shipping is 110 bucks. And there's thousands of these. There's probably millions of these things in the United States right now, all ready to go, just sitting in a warehouse completely unused, just not doing anything because people think that they have no value. They think they have no value. Now, the, I'm going to be honest with you. The build quality of an HP laptop is borderline horseshit. I have an HP laptop right here, and the build quality is borderline horseshit. I've got one over there. The build quality is complete horseshit. The thing is, though, they both work. They both serve a purpose. Are they durable? Fuck no. They're not durable at all. The only one that I have that's relatively durable is about 10 years old. But they do work. They do serve a purpose, a relatively good purpose. They're not just like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know. But they work. So, and I've done the same things to these laptops, okay? I give them SSD drives. I pump them full of RAM. I backdate them to Windows 7. I get, And I strip out anything that it doesn't need to be running. And I give them a, I give them a strong task. Run at audio, run video, run articles, watch TV. I give them this shit, and they run it great. So these are the things that you have to consider. And this new laptop that I have running the podcast, like uh, recording the actual audio, is not even that powerful. It's an AMD Vision, which is like an A8, and it's a dual-core processor, whereas an i3 that you're buying here for 110 bucks has more cores than that. It's faster than that. It's stronger than that. It's newer than that. And it's easy, and it's much easier to upgrade than this little shitty laptop that I also got for free. So for 110 bucks, you buy the basic setup, okay, with nothing in it. And for an additional $260, you can turn this for th basically a grand total of everything here, the keyboard, the monitor, the mouse, the, the, uh, the license key, everything included that you need will basically run you about 370 bucks for a full-blown, highly capable computer. Highly capable of doing basically whatever you want. Basically whatever you want. And as I scroll down just a little bit here, they're all here. There's tons of them. Here's an HP 6300 with an, uh, an i3. You, all these computers, do they look familiar? Honestly, do they look familiar? All these computers are ones that you've seen in your workplace. And they're all capable of so much more. The only ones I would not recommend are these Core 2 Duos. A Core 2 Quad, maybe, but a Core 2 Duo I would steer clear of. They just don't have the power to really keep up with today's demands. But a lot of these other ones, these mini towers, anything that is not Pentium, but i3 or i5. Now, some of the i5's desktops are capable of running not 8 gig, but 16 gig, which will drive your price up of the basic computer that you're purchasing a little bit and the amount of RAM that you're purchasing, the price will go up a little bit too. But compare this to like an HP, let's see, an H, let's just do an HP, what do you call it? We'll do HP uh, gaming computer, gaming desktop. And I'll show you the prices on these things that will not compare to the ones that we're talking about. So these things right here, these HP com gaming computers, they, they call them gaming computers, and they put a picture of fucking Fortnite on them to make it seem like they actually know it. But no, they're not running SSD drives. Um... And the graphics cards that are in them are shit. So the amount of upgrades that we're talking about here, this is 315 bucks. Now, the we're not be that far past that. And I'm talking about adding the keyboard and mouse, which is an additional $20, the 27-inch monitor. So you take away the monitor, the wireless keyboard, and mouse, that's $90 right there. We're way below this i5 with, 500 gig, with a 500-gig regular old Betsy hard drive in it. We're way past that. We're way past that. So, and here's the other ones too. Here's the HP Pavilion gaming desktop, which actually isn't a gaming laptop. Uh, they just made a, they gave it a prettier case is what they did. They gave it a prettier case and they put a Hyundai Elantra fucking engine in it. It's got a regular Intel integrated graphics card, which will not do anything. And basically the computer that I got you, the, the one I'm showing you here, is like a sleeper. It's like we took that Hyundai Elantra and we put a supercharger on the engine. Whee! And the thing takes off. And I've tested this. I've tested this thing. I attached it to a 55-inch white uh, Westinghouse, uh, uh, what do you call it, TV. And the, the quality of video I'm getting at 4K is astonishing with 
and it with zero lag, no processing time on it at, at all. It's running beautifully. Now, I will be testing it out with a game and OBS running at the same time. And that's the only test that I'm going to be. That's the only. That's the only uh, thing I threshold I need to pass to certify this computer as legit as fuck. So that's where we're at right now. Now, if you're going to be running a gaming laptop and you're going to be streaming it online or whatnot, you will have to finagle depending upon the game. Whether you're running Fortnite or you're running Call of Duty or you're running Do the new Doom Eternal. Well, then you're going to have to finagle the graphics a little bit. You'll most likely be running around 1080, and which is which is excellent graphics. Um, and then you want to finagle the drivers that come with the with the graphics card. You want to finagle it for performance and not quality. Believe me, you're not going to be giving up anything when you just steer it towards performance. You just want the computer to run as fast as possible in anything that you run, anything that you plug into it for games, for YouTube, for Roku stuff. You know, so there's that option. The uh, and if you are going to, of course, if you are going to be putting this thing online and playing video games online. To get the full potential out of this computer, you're definitely going to want to plug in instead of using a Wi-Fi adapter. You're definitely going to want this thing hardwired in. So that's just, and it, believe me, some people forget about that. So you're definitely going to be wanting to do that. So let's just say now, when I did this computer, the SSD drive was already supplied to me. The 600 watt power supply was already available to me, so I didn't have to go and buy that. And then on top of that, we already had the wireless keyboard and mouse. We didn't have to pay for that. And we didn't buy a new HD monitor for it. We didn't need to do that either. So all this said, all this thing's being totaled up. The computer was already supplied to me. when We already had those other items. So that's a grand total of 90 bucks. 90 bucks. 90 bucks, and you get a fully capable computer that, that has plenty of cousins sitting around in an office or in a work-at-home environment. There are a ton of them just sitting there doing nothing, completely neglected, basically like a rescue dog. This is a rescue computer. But if you were to put this whole thing together, it would cost you around 350 bucks round trip. But if you already have the computer, because there are a ton of offices right now getting rid of these things, and you happen to snag one on your way out the door, I don't, don't ask me how you got it, you can do a lot to it. Instead of spending five, six, and if you're actually buying a gaming computer, it's going to cost you closer to $1,000. Or a high-end edit, video editing computer, it's going to cost you, uh, legit, it's going to cost you $1,000. $1,000. And I've cut that price into a third. And I'm, I'm hoping you guys trust me when I'm saying, like, this thing can do it. This thing can actually do it. Like, I'm not running anything special around here. I've got a couple i3s, a couple i3s, and one i7 with everything integrated on it. I don't have any magic computers here. Am I getting my hands on an Optiplex i5? Yes, but I'm getting it for free because these offices don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They just buy these things where, to be perfectly honest, these offices should be still running Core 2 Duos or Core 2 Quads or older i3s. But they're constantly spending, they have these budgets. So they have these budgets, they have to justify their budgets, so they have to get rid of these computers and buy more. Because if they don't spend the money, then their budget will be cut. Whereas if they had these i3s, let's say they had these i3s, okay? If they had these i3s sitting in there and the budget needs to be cut, but they still want to have a little bit left over, to upgrade these things, well, number one, they can max out the RAM from four to eight gig. If it's a, excuse me, if it's a i5 that they have and their budget's being cut, they can upgrade the i5 from eight gig to 12 gig or 16 gig. That'll give you plenty of usability, flexibility between programs that you're running. Because when you're running like an office computer, you're generally running a database program, a web-based program, an email, a chat service. So you're running all those things. So you need that flexibility in the RAM. Number two, to make the process, to make the uh, computing power much faster when you're switching from program to program and everything opening up, then you're definitely going to want an SSD drive. Most of these office computers are running basic bitch hard drives. So you switch those things out. And since everything's server-based anyways, you don't have to buy a 500 gig hard drive. You can if you want, but most of these computers will run perfectly well and have plenty of space left over for a 128 or 240, 250 gig SSD drive, which will only cost between 20 and 30 bucks. And it'll make the whole computer 
so much faster, a lot like a new computer that you just bought that you way overspent on. And either way, and yes, my resources here will run Windows 10 and or just like it does run Windows 7. Even though Windows 10 requires more resources from the computer, it will still run it excellently. Absolutely, with no issues whatsoever. You just have to make sure that when you are installing Windows 10, you buy the right one. And it's always good to install a clean version of the Windows program because then it doesn't come with the extra added shit that comes from the factory, which just eats away at resources. You want a clean version of it. And then you can shut off certain stuff that the computer actually doesn't use. And then you have a computer that runs very efficiently that only uses resources that you demand of it. Um, and these... Literally, and if they are cutting a budget in an office and you can't upgrade, you can't buy new computers, you can certainly upgrade them. So upgrade the RAM, change the hard drive to an SSD drive. Um, if it does for some reason require a graphics card, like I said, you can get those for inexpensive too. Now, an, a graphics card comes with its own RAM, comes with its own processor, comes with its own environment. And believe me, it takes a lot of the strain off of the, uh, off the processor tremendously now the big kicker is yeah we got to change out those power supplies on these all these computers because it's not going to be able to now I, i'll be honest with you there are some i have an amd e series over here that has essentially no power supply none none whatsoever no hundred watt it's basically it just like plugs right into the motherboard it's disgusting um so you, but you can buy one of those to get more wattage running through your computer which will make it run faster for a measly forty to fifty dollars. Now you can also, if you want to cool down the computer quicker, you can go ahead and buy new fans, more efficient fans for the computer. They plug in very easily. It's like it's basically a four-prong piece that that's basically an exhaust fan. It's an exhaust fan. It has a four-prong plug-in. You can basically, it's four, two or four, two to four screws. You unplug, you basically unscrew that. You pop it out. You pop a new one in. They're inexpensive too. They're inexpensive too. Shit, you can even buy radiators for computers. It's crazy. So all this being told, if your budget's being cut in your office, just upgrade the computers that you have. There's plenty of ways you can do that. There's plenty of ways that you can do that. Now, the only difference really would be if you're in an office environment, they're going to require Windows 10. That's just how the stipulations of working in an office are. But you're still going to get plenty of upgrades that you can put into that process so that being told what else could you do so we reused the motherboard we reused the processor we didn't even change the i3 out for another chip we still are using that now we still are using the cd drive we're reusing that as well if you want to get a blu-ray you can upgrade that now the old hard drive what are we going to do with that very very simple we use that as a backup drive we use that to store mp3s or pictures because it's an extra 500 gig drive that's just sitting there what do you do with it? Easy. You make it a backup drive. So for some reason, if the hard drive, the SSD drive that you've installed fails, you don't lose everything. Everything is backed up onto the old disk drive that's now installed, screwed in. I just took the, the SSD drive, put it on the bottom, and took the old hard drive and put it on top, screwed that in, and made that a backup. And it's an extra 500 gigs of space that you can do essentially whatever you want with it. I just wouldn't recommend installing all your gaming pro programs on there because you want those programs to be as quick as possible, so you want them on the SSD drive. But you can store all your other shit on there if you want. It'd be perfect. And in case the computer crashes for some reason, all your stuff is loaded as a backup, uh, as a as a backup file on the old hard drive, which is perfect. Then you can buy a new SSD drive for really cheap and get right back on track super quick. So that's what you would use the old hard drive for. So that's basically the layout of it. $110 basic computer that you would get, you would basically steal out of any office. And for an extra $250 to $270, you can turn that thing into a computer that'll last you, that will basically send you for the next five to seven years. So laptops, you just upgrade the RAM, you just upgrade the hard drive, and that's about as far as you can go. For laptops, like I said, you want if you want something that's going to work in the house, that's what you do. With laptops, it is a little different, though. If you want something that's going to be really powerful, that can do a lot for you, that's a different animal. Uh, that, Like I said, that's a whole other discussion. But we're talking about super cheap computers that you can buy anywhere off a of Newegg, 
off of Staples, off of Walmart, off of eBay, off of Amazon for super cheap and upgrade them for super cheap very simply. And you can do all these changes. You can do all these upgrades in a day. You can do all these upgrades basically within a, a span of a couple hours. And then you just let uh, and and then you just let Windows update do some of its updates. Now, if you, for some reason, some of the drivers, some of the software drivers are missing so that some of these, like maybe your USBs don't work right or whatever, well, you can go and you can basically type in, because a lot of these computers are for Windows 10. They're not, the, they're not used to Windows 7 as far as like some of the, the stuff that you're putting in. You can go ahead and you can install some of those Windows 10 drivers. They'll work with Windows 7 fine. And then you'll have absolutely no issues. This computer will be completely pristine. So if you have any additional questions or comments about uh, upgrading like an old basic bitch office computer, you can email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com, or, or you can contact me directly through my website. But this is the one I'm working on right here. This exact computer I just upgraded. All I'm waiting for is a little tiny adapter to plug in the CD drive back into um, back into the power supply. That's the only thing. Everything else is 100% pristine. But this is this is the one I'm working on. I'm getting an Optiplex i5 for free, so that's kind of uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Is that no? I don't care about that. So there you go. This is a great way to save a lot of money, especially in these times when you don't know if taxes are going to change or if your job's going to get consolidated or whatever. But you need a solid computer that everybody can use, or you can do a lot of high-end stuff with. An i3 or an i5 that costs next to nothing, you can do a lot too. And there's probably even more things you can do. I don't online. All I know is these are the things that I've done that I know work for sure. So, um, in the meantime, you can uh, you can find me on social media. Please let me know if there's other social media platforms you think I should use or other objects uh, that I should use to promote or work with or show content on. Just let me know. Shoot me an email or contact me directly on my website. You can support this podcast by going to positivesarcasm.com/slash/donate. Any amount is appreciated. And of course, this uh, you can download or stream or play this uh, this podcast directly from my website, positivesarcasm.com. You can hit me up on my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm Podcast, and the original Positive Sarcasm, both on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, donate. And of course, if you want to listen to the podcast, you know Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, fucking. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast, anywhere where podcasts are available, okay? And if you have other questions, concerns, you can, me, you can hit me up directly, okay? All right, we're done here. We just did 45 minutes on how to fix an office computer. But, hey, you know what? I'm right. I'm definitely right. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. Welcome all new listeners. Welcome new subscribers to the YouTube channel. And I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios, T-minus 45 days. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangsta-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangsta-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangsta-ass niggas don't flex nuts cause real gangsta-ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster cause gangsta-ass niggas think deep. Up 365 AM 24-7 cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't sleep. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, gonna be cocksucking pussy pranksters, is when the fire dies down, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> To be a gangster, feeding the poor and helping out with their bills. Although I was born in Jamaica, now I'm in the US making deals. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I mean, one that you don't really know. Riding around town in a drop top Benz, hitting switches in my black 6'4. 
Now gangsta ass niggas come in all shapes and colors Some got killed in the past But this gangster here was a smart one Started living for the Lord and I last Now all I gotta say to you Wanna be, gonna be pussy and cocksucking pranksters When the shit jumps off, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster to be a gangster a real gangster ass nigga knows the play the real gangster ass niggas get the flies of the bitches ask that gangster ass nigga little shit the bitches look at gangster ass niggas like a stop sign and play the role the little miss sweet but catch the bitch all alone get the digits take her out and end up hitting her ass with the meat cause gangster ass niggas be the game players and everything's quiet in the clique a gangster ass nigga pulls the trigger and his partners in the posse ain't telling off shit. Real gangster ass niggas don't talk much. All you hear is the black from the gun blast. And real gangster ass niggas don't run for shit. Cause real gangster ass niggas can't run fast. Now when you in the free world talking shit, you the shit. Hit the pin and let a motherfucker shank you. But niggas like myself kick back and peep game. Cause damn it feels good to be a gangster. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.